What is it with things that smile at us? <laughs> I've always had a thing about this. I don't know about you guys, but uh, yeah, when I visualize uh, something uh, creeping out of my closet to uh, eat me, if you will, and not in a good way, uh, it's smiling and it's taking its time and it's moving very slow, you know, because it's not as much about the actual eating me as much as it is that I'm really freaked out that I'm about to get eaten. That, that's where it comes from, right? That's, that's the power. Something about the smile. The smile can be something that is beautiful. It can uh, create memory. It can cause you to fall in love and, uh, I don't know, uh, make sacrifices for people and be a better person. Or it can be the predecessor to a strange creature digging into your stomach and uh, feasting on your entrails like spaghetti. You've got four miles of tubing in your stomach. This story is called The Smiling Owl. Posted in August of 2012. Uh, and the estimated reading time for this is five minutes, 14 seconds. <laughs> How do they come up with this stuff? Yeah, okay. It's uh, It's got a rating of 8.6. All right, so ladies and gentlemen... The Creepy Podcast is proud to present The Smiling Owl with a terrible taste in my mouth. <laughs> it's already filthy. With a terrible taste in my mouth, I awoke from a slumber that seemed so deep. How deep? Deeper than Atlantis. That's deep. I woke from a slumber that seemed so deep I would never emerge. Having gone to bed at 1.17 a.m. This is a very specific story. It's like 8.6, 14 seconds, 1.17 a.m. Are you taking notes? You know, because I feel like this is, there's going to be a test. Having gone to bed at 1.17 a.m., it was now only 2.47 a.m. My hour and a half of sleep had seemed infinitely longer than that, filled with the twists and turns of the subconscious dream state. But now, reality was all too real. When I say this taste in my mouth was terrible, I don't mean that standard gopher shit breath every middle-aged man has when he wakes up. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> As a 40-year-old man, I resent that. Gopher shit? <laughs> what happened to you in your life where you think middle-aged men's breath smell like gopher shit? Okay. I don't mean that standard gopher shit breath every middle-aged man has when he wakes up. This taste was very abrasive and unusual. Not bitter, but sickly sweet, making me want to vomit. 
The closest thing I could compare it to would be the aftertaste of cheap rum mixed with some form of liquefied candy corn. Dude, dude, where are you? What are you doing in your life to have these type of references? My bare feet touched the cold, hard ground of my new studio apartment. Comma, and I walked past my bedroom and into the bathroom. Looking in the mirror, I opened my mouth in hopes of identifying the source of the taste. I've been there before. That huge coat on your tongue. <laughs> it's like a Pendleton. It's so fuzzy. Yeah, you need a tongue scraper. That's all. You just need a tongue scraper. Looking in the mirror, I opened my mouth in hopes of identifying the source of the taste, only to find that my tongue was covered in white gunk. Mm-hmm. Yeah, see. We know what happened to you last night. You're at the bar drinking rum and liquefied candy corn, and someone's like, hey, you want to go in the bathroom and do a bump? Next thing you know, you're doing a line off of somebody's dick and having a great time. It's okay. It's okay. But this is a metaphor, right? <laughs> Horror isn't supposed to be reality. <laughs> yeah, you need a tongue scraper. Really, it'll change your life. My tongue was covered in white gunk, almost like black. Confused, I then brushed my tongue and teeth to eliminate the taste, to no avail. Beginning to become restless, I then went into the kitchen. Opening the cabinets one by one, I had my mind set on finding something to cut through this terrible flavor. The best option I found was lemon juice and began downing it like water. Mm-hmm. Lemonade. Frustratingly enough, the liquor, the liquor, <laughs> Freudian slip, the liquid glided over the plaque on my tongue like a protective film, never even touching my taste buds. Throwing the lemon juice to the ground, I went back into my bedroom. Suddenly, and all at once, I was aware of a presence. Ooh, I love presents. A warm, throbbing, almost painful sensation came over me. Mm-hmm. You got that itch you need scratched, huh? Time for another bump. Almost like an external source of nerve stimuli, boldly yet calmly letting me know that I wasn't alone. It was the kind of inherent awareness one would experience in a dream. Only, this wasn't a dream. My instincts directed my attention to my bedroom window, to which, almost in a trance, I then walked to and peered out of. What I saw was the visage of an owl sitting on a tree branch. Not a screech owl or a spotted owl. Perhaps it's a burrow owl. <laughs> but then it wouldn't be in the tree, because it's a goddamn burrow owl. Not a screech owl or a spotted owl. And props to the dead milkmen, of course. You know what, Stuart? I like you. You're not like the other kids here in the trailer park. You're not a screech owl or a spotted owl. Jumping Jesus on a pogo stick. More of a barn owl, if I had to guess. It was very large and almost immaculately white. For the longest time, I was paralyzed, staring into its crimson, saucer-like eyes. I didn't know if I was frightened or intrigued, because this animal wasn't just staring at me. Ooh, what was it doing? <laughs> it seemed to be staring relentlessly into me. Dude, that owl's totally into you, dude. After at least four or five minutes of this, the owl then, with an air of utter calm, smiled at me. <laughs> The smiling owl just, oh God, just, <laughs> it smiled at me. That's, I don't know why I find that so amusing. I find that amusing. Looking into its eyes, I felt strangely comforted. Oh, the very moment I broke its gaze, however, everything changed. My tongue began throbbing with a writhing pain I can't even describe. You just did. <laughs> <laughs> 
almost like every individual muscle inside of it was tearing itself apart. I ran into the kitchen and put water onto it, but it dried up like acid as soon as it touched. Panicking now, I put everything I could think of. <laughs> I put everything I could think of on my tongue to help alleviate the pain. Nothing seemed to be helping, but I was determined not to give up until the pain abated. It was ten minutes later when the swelling began. In addition to the writhing pain that had not let up one iota, now my tongue felt like it was being inflated with air from the inside. Barely able to close my mouth, I ran past my window again towards my bedside. The owl was still there with a smile as big as ever. <laughs> the Cheshire owl, reaching for a bottle of ibuprofen. I try to down a handful at once. Oh, now we're in present tense. Oh, oh actually, I guess we already were. The owl is still there. He's still like, sup, bro? <laughs> nice day. <laughs> I try to down a handful at once, hoping it will help the swelling. I was unable to swallow, though, comma, and the pills fell abruptly out of my mouth. You messy baby. Nothing seemed to be helping, comma, and in a complete act of desperation, I ran back to the kitchen, past the smiling owl, and to the silverware drawer. Opening it, I reluctantly pulled out the sharpest serrated steak knife. Holding my breath, I punctured my tongue with a canife, hoping the wound would release some of the pressure. Instead, all of my muscles tightened around the knife hole. Ooh, been there before. Making my tongue's pain increase double-fold. Reduced to flailing on the floor now. Ooh, I like that line. Reduced to flailing on the floor now. I did the only thing left that any rational human being would do. I put the canife in my mouth. And began sawing at my tongue. <laughs> the pain of the blade was nothing compared to what I had been experiencing. Oh, that's good. Then it's a relief. Once my tongue was halfway severed, I paused for a second <laughs> to reflect. Hmm, just to savor the moment. Yeah, in a little bit, I'm not going to have a tongue anymore. I just kind of want to just take a moment. You've been a good tongue. We've had some good food together. You licked a couple buttholes. You know, good job, tongue. <laughs> Once my tongue was halfway severed, I paused for a second, so as not to choke on my own blood, which was now pooling quite dramatically on the floor around me. Yeah, that's actually a concern. When you like, bleed in the mouth, you totally just like swallow a ton of blood. Then it comes rocketing up like vomit. <laughs> I remember this happening to me once I got my wisdom teeth pulled. The poor elderly couple in the elevator that saw me rocket blood all over my white shirt after the surgery. I, I scared the fuck out of them. <laughs> I think I spit blood on an old lady on accident. Yeah, so you got to be careful about that with swallowing too much blood. It's, it's really something a vampire has to keep in mind. <sighs> Gagging on the knife blade, I finished the job, ripping the remain, remaining tendrils in half as I yanked the wretched thing out. Showering the floor with blood, my severed tongue landed in front of me, squirming and flapping like a fish out of water. <laughs> it was squirming. <laughs> Disgusted and mortified, I kicked it across the floor into the bedroom and closed the kitchen door so as not to see it, comma, and even worse, comma, not to hear it. Semicolon flapping around. <laughs> Let's do this line again. Disgusted and mortified, comma, I kicked it across the floor into the bedroom and closed the kitchen door so as not to see it, comma, and even worse, comma, not to hear it, semicolon, flapping around, period. Plugging my mouth with paper towels, trying desperately to maintain the bleeding, I sat crouched in the corner, suspended by shock and disbelief. Shock and awe. Shock and, shock and awe. 
As my heart rate finally slowed, I was still frozen with fear. So many thoughts were rushing through my mind, they were almost indecipherable. What the hell just happened? Is that a medical condition? Am I dreaming? What was with that owl? Was that an owl? <laughs> then, all too suddenly, the most horrifying revelation came over me like a dark cloud. That owl had smiled at me through the window. It is anatomically impossible for an owl to smile. And this I agree with, because owls have super teeny tiny little tiny little tiny little itty bitty mouths. Little tiny mouth. Little tiny owl mouth. Tiny owl mouth. Overcome with a raw sense of primordial dread, I realized the truth. That's not an owl! There is no owl! That is not an owl! I screamed to myself. <laughs> I like this story. The glowering, the glowering question? Don't make me break out dictionary.com again. G-L-O-W-E-R-I-N-G. The glowering question now remained. If it wasn't an owl, what was it? I was beyond caring. Yeah, you and me both, man. I totally get where you're coming from. I didn't want to know the truth. I didn't even want my tongue back. Okay, like, don't be that uh, reactionary. I guarantee you're going to want your tongue back. Really. It's a handy thing to have. Especially with all those buttholes you have to lick, you know. Butthole licking is really hard without a tongue, you know. It's like they said in that movie Born on the Fourth of July, you know, with Tom Cruise. If you don't have it in the hip, you got to have it in the lip. I'm a dirtbag. Okay. It's not an owl. I didn't even want my tongue back. In that moment, all I wanted to do was get away from the owl and back to placid safety. That is when a swooping noise broke my train of thought. Quickly, all fell silent, almost as if things were normal again. After waiting, I slowly opened the kitchen door to find that the severed tongue was gone. Approaching the bloody pool on the floor, I looked out of the window once more, which was now strangely open. <laughs> strangely open. Staring back at me with crimson eyes, the owl was still perched on the branch. However, now, it was poised to open its mouth. What happened next is beyond my realm of understanding. I knew it was impossible, yet it happened anyway. The owl opened its mouth, comma, and with a brand <laughs> The owl opened its mouth, comma, and with a brand new tongue, spoke to me with an unholy voice. Started from the bottom, now we're here. Oh. Yuck, yuck. <laughs> I will survive, yuck. <laughs> that unholy voice. And with a brand new tongue, spoke to me with an unholy voice. Survive, it said. Its smile then spread wider than it had before. Ooh, bend over and smile like a donut. Revealing a pearly white set of teeth. It was at this point that I blacked out from fear. Yeah, not from like intense blood loss from cutting out your own tongue. <laughs> the owl will survive. And it has a beautiful set of pearly white teeth. Once I awoke, the owl was nowhere to be found. The bleeding in my mouth had clotted, and I immediately got my things together and headed to the hospital. 
Hey, no, no big whoop. Yeah, yeah, can I get a cab? Yeah, I just cut my own tongue out and there's an owl that's been smiling at me. Yeah. Once I was in the emergency room, having to communicate with a pad and pencil, I informed the chief surgeon where I came from. A look of general unease came over his face as he reluctantly told me that the previous tenant of my apartment came in exactly one month prior, mysteriously missing all of her teeth. <laughs> and it says it right here. The end. Credit to Justin Suttles. Yeah, 8.6 out of 10 stars from uh, 1,167 votes. Uh, Mr. Justin Suttles, I, I quite enjoyed your story. I think, I think it was very, very uh, entertaining. And uh, it, it, it made me chuckle and smile. And uh, give me your tongue. <laughs> Actually, maybe I need your teeth because I broke one of mine. All right. The Smiling Owl will be right back on the Creepy Podcast after these brief messages. and salutations party people in the place to be this is jason and Nevermind doing something that i never do on the creepy podcast and it's kind of funny because we're up to unofficially around 21 episodes been doing it for about a year and a half now and i've never given you guys any info on the vampire on a pony network which is actually is a thing there is more than one podcast we are very small we are very diy but we are very passionate and by we, I mean me. So, uh, besides the creepy podcast, we also have Eyes Closed Radio, which I call a midnight mixtape for maniacs. It is basically old radio dramas, old horror shows, old sci-fi shows, uh, mixed with uh, different movie trailers and weird uh, sonic experimentations and creepy, uh, kind of trashy, groovy, surfy, funky, weird music and uh, novelty songs and that kind of things thrown in there. You know, late night driving stuff. And then also, uh, speaking of late night driving or just listening at home or maybe you want to play it in your shop or place of business, I also do another podcast called Vampire Radio where I mix a lot of original vinyl. Uh, sometimes I'll do straight up hip hop stuff, sometimes straight up jazz, funk. Sometimes it's a mix of just a bunch of stuff that I picked up from the thrift store or 45s I found around town and some of the great record stores we have here in San Francisco. So that is available to listen to as well. Uh, the Creepy Podcast is available on Bandcamp, on TuneIn, on Stitcher, and also along with the rest of the podcasts on SoundCloud. That is www.soundcloud.com slash 4AM Sounds. Number four, letter A, letter M, S-O-U-N-D-S. You can find the Creepy Podcast, Eyes Closed Radio, Vampire Radio, as well as many of the releases that are on the Vampire on a Pony Network record label. 
including uh, DJ 4AM, myself, Dope Style 1231, uh, new releases featuring Satch from The Knots, my man Denley from Crown Colony, Yellow Year. Uh, a lot is going on in the Vampire on a Pony Network, so definitely the SoundCloud address. And also uh, on Bandcamp, www.dj4am, letter D, letter D, <laughs> pardon, letter D, letter J, number four, letter A, letter M, dot bandcamp.com. And of course, all of these uh, addresses and this info will be in the show notes if you'd like to follow them. So once again, thank you for listening to the Creepy Podcast here on the Vampire on a Pony Network. This is Jason Nevermind. Let's get back to the show. Back to the show. Time to get back to the show. The Muppet Show. Hi, ho, Muppet Show. All right, let's get back to it. The Vampire on a Pony Network. You wanted the best. You got the best. We the best. Hey. <laughs> Oops, almost dropped my notebook. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the show that never ends. This is Jason, never mind, and you are listening to the Creepy Podcast, but you already knew that because this is the last segment, so you've been listening to it unless you thought you were having a weird fever dream or something, and, and you are. I've been throwing around furniture all day at my job. I love my job. I sound real down home in American when I say that. I love my job. Yeah. I, I do work. I work it. Show me what you're working with. Okay, too far. Never mind. So, yeah. <clears throat> when I get this delirious is when I think to myself, ooh, I should do another edition of the Holder series because that's how whacked in the head I, I really am. So, I've done three already. And, you know, they were so long ago. I, I did one on episode three, one on episode seven, I think, and then one on maybe 15. It was the Bohemian Grove one. He's either 15 or 16. But anyway, uh, <laughs> I, I went back and listened to them all and took notes. And not only does reading the Holder series kind of make you a little batty, kind of like a Lovecraft story, kind of like, uh, you know, de, de, I, I'm probably going to butcher his name, uh, Guy de Maupassant. I think he wrote the Horla, which is a terrifying story. Uh, he, it was it was bi- autobiographical to him because he had syphilis and was dying. It's it's amazing, but yeah, it's it's got that kind of quality to it. But I can tell as I'm taking notes and trying to remember what objects you're getting that aren't supposed to be put together, but we're collecting them anyways. I, I started drawing pictures, and I don't really ever do that, but I've been doing it lately, <laughs> and these notes are psychotic, but I'm going to try and just kind of translate them really quickly for you so you can kind of see where we've been, and I'll just, I'll try to keep it brief, but... Uh, Okay, number one is holder of the end. So, okay, alrighty, that's, yeah. And so this dude gives you something, and you don't know what it is, but I kind of thought it was a penis. I think it's a penis. I'm pretty sure I'm carrying around a penis right off the bat. So the second one is the holder of the beginning. Okay, so, okay, we already know how it ends. Someone holds you a cock, which, I don't know, that could be good if that's what you're into. Uh, Not really my thing, but uh, that's cool. If if you want it, I'll let you have it when we're done. Once I'm done assembling what should not be assembled, when you hear a baby cry, turn and run. I don't even know what that means. Oh, okay. So number six, I forgot to mention there's 538 of these. So I will be able to do this for a very long time. (laughs) So episode number six is a silent music box. Okay. I'll just, you can just deal with that the way I had to deal with that. 
Okay, we've got the holder of the path. You have to go talk to a corpse. Uh, oh, and you have to stab him in the eye with a scalpel and take the object out. Uh, and I, wrote, I have a corpse screaming, no, and there's a scalpel going towards him. See, I'm not a good drawer. The holder of wealth. Uh, opulence. Where do you... This guy is, is, is wearing a suit made of human flesh and Italian silk. Where the fuck do you get a... That's what it says right here. Where the fuck do you get a suit made out of human flesh and Italian silk? And then it just says, I'm standing in poop, and poop is like... Uh, it's really... This is terrible drawing. Uh, so you're, there's a dude in human suit, and, uh, and, and you're standing in poop, and he gives you five bucks, okay? Number nine is wisdom. When you hear a little girl singing, run until the song ceases. Okay, it says to do that in that until the song ceases. Uh, gouging out of eyes, tearing a skin again. Object number nine is a fucking dude's head covered in feces, dragging a dead body. Holder of ambition, woohoo! Protect your gaze. Objecty number ten, gross dude's chest sutures. Yeah. Okay. Ram the scalpel in the baby's head. Object number 11, dead baby. The holder of life makes you kill a baby. Okay. Uh, number 12 is catastrophe. Uh, the Oh, this is okay. There's like a clown in the darkness, and he's crying, and he gives you his diary or something, but it's unreadable, so you have an unreadable book. Uh, okay. Uh, uh, holder of darkness. Um... I, I, it's just drawings here. I don't even know what they mean. Uh, oh, I drew a butthole. Wow. Okay. <laughs> I must have really been upset at this point. Oh, it's a green army man. That's what you get for number 14, the holder of adversary. That, that doesn't make any sense to me. So there was a couple of more uh, on, on the last episode, the Bohemian Groovy, Bohemian Groovy Ritual episode. Uh, but I just couldn't get through them. <laughs> I fell out. So we're on on the Holders series. They're on Creepypasta and theholders.org. We're on the holder of the present. Strap in, kitties. <laughs> that was my really lame Crypt Keeper impersonation. I don't want to do it too loud because I'm embarrassed to do it and hear, have my roommates hear it. In any city... In any country, go to any mental institution or halfway house you can get yourself to. When you reach the front desk, ask with no hesitation to visit someone who calls himself the holder of the present. Ooh, I love presents. <laughs> the worker will look at you, vaguely. You have to ask him again. Once the worker understands your question, he will lead you through a door into a hallway that looks like an extension of hell itself. And hell is capitalized because it's a place. See, I always thought it was a state of mind, but you know. Ooh, baby, don't you know what that's worth? Hell is a place on earth. In this hallway, you will find nothing but darkness and the feeling of unimaginable horror. If you should hear a shriek... Coming from the left view, start running towards the door you just came from, or you will be devoured by demons yelling incomprehensible babble from mouths awash with vile poison. Okay, 
you're already getting eaten. Doesn't matter if they're yelling and poisoning you. Like the poison will, won't that kill you faster? And the yelling, like you're gonna go into shock anyways. Once you can take like a huge bite. I learned that from Animal Planet. This dude who like got bitten by a tiger. If you should hear a shriek coming from the right of you, start running towards the door that your path leads to. Ignore the worker and keep running until you reach the door. If you should hear another shriek coming from anywhere around you, <laughs> we only have two ears. Close your eyes and pray to, to close your. <laughs> it's coming from underneath me. My balls tell me so. Oh. If you should hear another shriek coming from anywhere around you, close your eyes and pray to the gods that your death will be a swift one. Yeah, no, I want, I want the slow, painful, please. Like, I want the whole experience so I can tell my friends later. Should you not hear a shriek, just follow the worker until he unlocks the door at the other end of the hallway. He will now ask you to enter, and he will leave. In this room, you will find only two things. Colon. No, not a colon. There's a colon there. A naked girl whose left hand is a mangled stump, seemingly torn to shreds by an otherworldly maw, and the rusted keychain she is holding. You must look at the keychain and may not avert your eyes from it. You can say nothing except ask her this one question. Why do they belong together? Now move eyesight to the face of the girl. This is like video game language all of a sudden. Now move eyesight to the face of the girl. She will look at you and tell you the most gruesome story of the present. Of the present? The present. Is this where we get the present? How this present is coming to be? Oh, it is. This is where we get the present. How it is now and eventually how it will be. Oh, it's going to be a Bible. The girl will slowly move towards you. Do not move, and stay still until she is but one footstep away from you. She will put the shredded piece of rot that was once her left hand on your shoulder. She will then whisper in your ear, The time has come, and now you must die. <laughs> Do not react to the statement. Just keep on staring her into the eyes, and eventually you will feel something being pushed into your hand. The keychain is object 17 of 538 fucking objects. Only the keys that are meant for it can be put on it, and all other keys shall be repelled. Ooh, you mean I can't put my car keys on here too? I, I can't. What about my garage? My second home? The holder of passion. In any city, in any country, go to any mental institution or halfway house you can get yourself to, baby. When you reach the front desk, ask with no hesitation to visit someone who calls himself the holder of passion, brown chicken, brown cow. The worker will blush and daydream. You will have to ask two more times until he finally nods and gestures you to follow him. He will lead you into a hallway. You were... <laughs> You will hear a muffled diesel engine, but for the moment, it does not matter. Ignore it for now. Instead, listen to any whispering you hear. If it stops, it was careless. It is vital for your sanity that you shut your eyes and lay your head back. <laughs> for a horrifying creature will emerge from the crown and blow you <laughs> 
I'm sorry, that's not what it says. That's, uh, <laughs> oh God. Get it together, Jason. For a horrifying creature will emerge from the ground after a short time. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> For, <laughs> oh no! I've got the sillies. Okay, get it together. You're doing good, man. You're good at this. Don't worry about it. You're supposed to be doing this instead of other stuff. For a horrifying creature will emerge from the ground and after a short time will leave through the ceiling. Should you hear the whispers in unknown languages until you and the... Wait, this language is so weird. Should you hear the whispers in unknown languages until you and the warden reach a door made from stone, you are safe. I did it. Now, listen to the engine. If it keeps running, baby, proceed and open the door. Do not even try to imagine what happens when the engine stops. Nobody has been able to tell after it has stopped. Now, if the door has been opened, the worker will leave you alone. Enter the door and walk straight forward until it closes. Now, you have to say the words, Excuse me, I'd like to learn from you. If you did anything wrong, you will be dead before you even realize it. Oh, that's really not a big deal. That's how I want to go, too. Just, you know, in my sleep. With a pizza. So do not worry much about this. Should nothing happen for several dozen seconds, you may resume walking. Do this until you reach a heart that is as big as your head. <laughs> do not touch it. No, that's, I wouldn't touch it. Like, if I saw a huge heart, just... No. Do not touch it. Instead, turn around. Oh, God, I'm doing that again. You will see either the most beautiful woman or the most horrific creature your eyes have ever witnessed. Well, that's just life, man. The latter only appears if you have touched the still beating heart. Its sight alone will almost drive you insane and haunt you for the rest of your life. Ooh, welcome to the club. Ooh, hee hee, they're coming to take me away. Should you see the woman, look at her eyes. Nowhere else. Even if she does not wear any clothes, the beauty will literally blind you and you may be forced to wander around in her realm until the end of your life. If you are able to keep looking at her eyes, you may ask one question. Are they alive? The woman will suddenly moan soundly and lay down on the ground, oh. beginning to satisfy oh. herself oh, by so masturbating. Here. Oh, oh here we go. goodness, oh, this is a family oh, show. Oh, geez. Oh, that's the Holder really series. Good. Shame on oh. Oh, You must yeah. now quickly close oh, your God. eyes and goodness hold gracious. your ears shut with your hands oh. as her moaning oh, will slowly oh, destroy oh, your oh, mind oh, and body. Should oh, you hear it clearly? Uh, that's just life, man. But do you want to live forever? can't anyway. After some time, you will feel someone touch your right shoulder. You may now open up your eyes and lower your hands. That's like the opposite of a hip-hop show. Do not turn around to whomever touched you. Instead, look at where the woman was. There is a huge oh. wet spot. <laughs> <laughs> she will not be gone. Only ash is what is left of her. Damn, she burnt herself up, yo. That's, that was hot. Search within the ash for her uterus. You freak. You're a freak. Take it and close your eyes. I don't want to know where this is going. Wait. 
I, I swore to keep going. Okay. Open them again after you felt something cold touch your head. You will be back in the mental institute. Of course you will. Behind the warden. Giving it to him real good. <laughs> no, it's not what it says. Behind the warden who guided you to the stone door. Really, that's not supposed to mean something? The uterus is object 18 of 538. It has one child left to bear. This is... Okay. Keep going. The holder of innocence. In any city, in any country, go to any mental institution or halfway house, you can get yourself too. When you reach the front door, ask with no hesitation to visit someone who calls himself the holder of innocence. The worker will say nothing, but a single tear should fall from her eye. She will guide you to a forgotten hallway in an abandoned wing of the rundown institution. She will not enter the hall with you, but will only look you in your eyes with a cautious hope. Her own expression seeming to beg for salvation. Should you enter the hall, you will not see much, save for the dirty, broken fragments of what were once beautifully carved ivory statuettes. Before long, you will hear a soft whimper from the other side. Pay close attention, for if the whimper stops, you're fat! Uh, I mean, sorry, broke character. Pay close attention, for if the whimper stops, then all hope is already lost. There is no use in running away. As you turn the handle of the simple wooden door on the other side, a warm and cozy light will greet your face. That feel oh, that's nice. That's nice. I mean, I'm carrying around all this. I got a uterus, a, 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 some dude's man chicken, I got, I got like a dead lady. You know, it's nice to have a nice cozy fire. Maybe I can sit down, you know. You will find yourself in the bedroom of a young girl of 18 years. <laughs> Get out, dude. She's going to talk your head off. She's going to talk about everything you never wanted. Just get out of there. Get out. The girl herself will be sitting cross-legged on the floor at the foot of the bed. Her only garment, an open night robe, exposing the entirety of your... Exposing the entirety of your... Exposing the entirety of her pure body. She is the source of the tortured whimpers, and nothing you say to console her will end her torrent of stifled wails. See, I told you, get out of there. She's just going to talk your ear off. Only if you ask her what happened when it was first created, she will become silent to glance up towards your face. So that's all I ever had. Her beauty will render you breathless. You will die with no breath lying up. And if you are still capable of any thought, it will be only the realization that in her you see everything in this world that you truly love. Suddenly, you will realize that the girl is bleeding from her nether regions. As a grotesque phallus emerges from the prefet orifice between her legs, the object will pulsate with its own life and you will find that it is hypnotizing you. Do not look away, for you do not wish to try its patience. Soon the room will disappear before your eyes, or, and you will be standing in the most serene clearing you have ever witnessed. And all of nature's fauna that you recognize will go about their lives around you, with no fear of anything, not even death. Suddenly, though, a shadow will fall over the meadow, and you will witness the forest, and all around... <laughs> I shouldn't be laughing. <laughs> This is like the Care Bears movie. You will see the forest, and all around, 
burst into pillar of flame. What happens next? No man can dwell on for long before going insane. But in the strength of the human mind, you will endure. In the end, you will hear screams and moans and groans. But what will overcome you more than anything are the quiet whimpers, the stifled cries of all the sullied innocence of the world that was. You realize that these cries will continue to be heard all around the globe until the world's end. None can endure those near-silent pleas and still maintain the slightest hope for the future. The illusion will fade, and you will find yourself back in the room. You will find the girl lying dead on the floor, her face a mixture of agony and horror, her already decaying body feeding the now towering phallus and giving it a sinister glow. Ew, it's eating her. (laughs) That object is 19 and 538. If you touch it, then it will be yours. But if you let it master you, then it will use your body to seek and assemble all the pieces, no matter what the cost. So the recording cuts off about there. Um, yeah, there's something about doing the Holder series. It's it's really a descent in, into madness. Um, I'm lucky I got through as much as I did. I'm just going to quit while I'm ahead with that one. I can always come back to it. And uh, dare I say, there's another lane I'm looking to uh, to experience soon. Uh, there's apparently a thing called micropasta. Mmm, micropasta. That sounds like a tasty little diversion, little snack. You might find it in the uh, frozen food aisle next to the uh, bagel dogs. Hmm, bagel dogs. So, <laughs> uh, like I said before, uh, before I started uh, back into the Holder series, I, I went through and took a bunch of insane manic notes. And if you're one of those uh, weird people that would like to see those notes, uh, if you uh, download the uh, the episode off of Bandcamp, uh, it will come with pictures <laughs> of my manic notes. So... Thank you once again for listening to the Creepy Podcast here on the Vampire on a Pony Network. You can get at me if you would like to on uh, various social media. You can find me, the Vampire on a Pony Network, Jason, never mind, uh, 4AM Sounds, all that good stuff, DJ4AM, on Twitter, at 4AM Sounds, number four, letter A, letter M, S-O-U-N-D-S, that's Jason, never mind, at uh, Twitter, 4AM Sounds, and then also on uh, the Instagramage, if you're an Instagram cracker like I am, <laughs> it is uh, www.instagram.com, Jason.nevermind, 
So <laughs> www.instagram.com forward slash J to the A to the S to the O to the N period N-E-V-E-R-M-I-N-D. So yeah, hit me up there. Uh, say hello, follow the show on SoundCloud and all of those wonderful outlets that are out there. And uh, yeah, if you would like to uh, reacquaint yourself with the Holder series, maybe read all of them and brush up on them on all 675 freaking million of them. <laughs> it is uh, available in many places online and of course I will link that in the show notes as well theholdersseries.org is one of them it's also on the creepypasta wiki thecreepypasta.org and thecreepypasta.com I believe there's a lot of creepypasta sites out there for you to uh, get your pasta fix so definitely eat them up yum 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 eat them up all right so, I guess that'll be about it. It's kind of a short episode, but uh, it's full of flavor. Mmm. Umami. <laughs> we will see you next time. Hopefully, I will have a guest on again very soon. I'm currently courting people to be on the show because I, I do like to uh, do it in twos and threes, not just by myself. All right. For the Creepy Podcast, Vampire and a Pony Network, this is Jason, never mind, signing off saying, uh, it's 420 and I have no weed. This is a terrible, terrible thing. Uh, but other than that, uh, good night. And uh, yeah. Peace. Podcast.